tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's Paul Gallant. Join the conversation by dialing or texting 713-780-3776. Stance waits. Another 3-2 and a fly ball. Deep left center field. At the The legend of Jose Altuve, three-run homer right there in the 2017 World Series during that epic Game 5 against the Los Angeles Dodgers. I still feel like I lost a couple of years of my life that day, both watching the Houston Texans play the Seattle Seahawks earlier in the day in what I thought was the coming-out party for Deshaun Watson, and then right afterwards, that game which was back and forth and so much offense. Best baseball game I've ever seen. Altuve left his mark on that one, and he's going to be with the Houston Astros through 2029 after signing a $125 million extension. It's going to pay him $30 million in the 2025, 2026, and 2027 seasons after his current contract expires when the season's done. Last two years of the contract, it's $10 million each, so a little more team-friendly when he's 38, 39 years old. Gotta say, been a very impressive offseason for, yes, general manager Dana Brown, who made good on one of his promises at his introductory press conference as Astros GM last year in signing Altuve, but also... By the guy signing the checks, Jim Crane. And look, we do frown on people carrying water for baseball and football's owners. You know, the information tradesmen who masquerade as reporters, like an Ian Rappaport or a Buster Olney. But, I mean, we're not above licking a boot or two, so... We've been licking Cal McNair's boot a lot of late. It's time to, to give a firm, old tongue thrashing to Jim Crane's boot. Let's, let's lick the boot, baby. Can Astro's owner, Jim Crane, do any wrong? Of course not. We're really proud of the rings. I'm never satisfied. Let us all gather round and lick the boot of the greatest owner in Houston sports by making fun of other bad owners. I hope you've washed your ass this morning. It's about to be kissed. On one hand, in the AL West, you've... You've got the A's who seem to have forgotten to dot their I's and cross their T's in their move to Las Vegas. The Las Vegas mayor is saying maybe they should stay in Oakland, which is pretty funny. Meanwhile, you've got Jim Crane being professional at first with MLB.com's 
Brian McTaggart with this statement about the Altuve contract. Altuve was here when I got here in 2011. We're the only two guys that have been here that long. Not only has he performed well, but to have him hopefully retire here is a big deal for the franchise, for him, and the fans more importantly. But then he texted the legend, Mark Berman, formerly of Fox 26. Did you see what he texted to Berman? I mean, this is a plopping it all on the table kind of moment. Packing Drake-sized things, saying, quote, while I'm here, the window will never close. Oh, my God, what a line. And it does have, I think, any Astros fan wondering what it means for Astros contracts going forward. Because the other pressing contract for the Astros is that of Alex Bregman. Bregman turns 30 in July. His contract expires at the end of the year. Today, at Jose Altuve's contract-announcing press conference, we got a couple of comments from GM Dana Brown about Bregman's future, and from Scott Boris as well. Said Boris... They've talked, he and Dana Brown, about an extension for Bregman. There's no timeline. Boris said that the uh, the Astros, he's open to listening to whatever they have to say. But Boris also said this. Jose did somewhat of a bridge contract because of the first contract he signed. In Alex's case, he's in more of a normal free agency dynamic than you would see Age-wise, obviously, that has more impact. So, Boris is going to ask for the world to extend Alex Bregman. Understandably so. So, what does that Jim Crane quote mean? While I'm here, the window will never close. How about that extremely hard-o statement? Probably said while putting on his... Division three Letterman jacket. Because he did pitch. I, I give credit to anybody who pitched at the college level, no matter the level. Jock Jim Crane saying, while I'm here, the window will never close. If that's true, that means that they're also going to give Alex Bregman some sort of an extension. You would think. Is that realistic? Probably not, just given the Astros track record in all years other than this one. Because I can't remember the last time that they spent this much money in one offseason. Maybe when they gave Altuve and Bregman the extensions were around the same time. But giving Josh Hader that deal, bringing back Jose Altuve, I mean, we're talking north of $200 million total future dollars. So is this money also going to be thrown potentially at Alex Bregman? And I say that because, okay, while I'm here, the window will never close, but... Who are you replacing Alex Bregman with? I'm not one of those dorks, nerds, no offense, who who studies the Astros' farm system, but I did see a graphic, and there's only three teams that have zero prospects in the top 100. It's the A's are one of them. The Astros are one of the other three. So, with that in mind, who the hell is replacing Alex Bregman? Who's the next man up? And, And 
I mean, they'll be lucky if they get even one year of somebody filling in for Alex Bregman that's similar, remotely similar to that of Jeremy Pena. That's just unrealistic. What Pena did his rookie season, and specifically in the playoffs, was insane and unexpected, stepping in for Carlos Correa. Are we really expecting somebody that we we are not talking about right now in the Astros farm system in a post-Alex Bregman world to step in and do as a hitter and as a fielder what Bregman has done? Doubtful. So if Crane's saying, while I'm here, the window will never close, that means he's got to extend Alex Bregman if he is staying true to those words. And I don't know that he will do that, Sean Mapes. Yeah, I, I, the Bregman one seems tougher because unlike Altuve, he does have a little bit of, not. I, I'm a, I don't say he's like slowed down considerably, but there are times where you're just, where you're not as impressed with what Alex Bregman is doing at the moment. It's and been a while since he was playing at an MVP yeah. level, like going back to 2019. That's five years ago now. Yeah, so so it is a little bit different. I would say that for for Jim Crane to you know put his money where his mouth is when it comes to the Windows comment, I, I would say it's either pay... Bregman or pay Tucker, Kyle Tucker, because right. Kyle Tucker is more of you know I mean, I mean it's no surprise why he's more of a long term you know the window never closing because he's younger right he's crazy how, crazy how that works but I, I do think that one of those two I mean it is crazy that we were now going to, you know we didn't think that they would resign Hader we kind of thought that they would resign Altuve or at least we didn't allow ourselves to uh, think of a world where they didn't. Resign Altuve, but now we're the, the expectations that he's set for himself, not just by what he's done this offseason, but what he's said too. Now it's well, you gotta you gotta drop three hundred mil on either Tucker or Bregman's front step, like that. That's what you have to do now because the expectations are so high. I'm I'm with you there. It's got to be one of the two. I'm hoping that interpreting Jim Crane's comments quite literally means that he is just going to throw all sorts of money at this team until he can. Or until he's dead. <laughs> Jim Crane, Astros owner for life, Jose Altuve. Astros player for life, 713-780-3776 to Colin. You can join as well by texting that same number on YouTube at ESPN Houston and on twitch.tv slash ESPN 97.5. We've got Alex with a thought. Alex, what's going on? Hey, guys. Uh, man, I'm not going to lie. I completely have a brain fart. Um, it happens. Dude, I completely forgot what I was going to say while I was on hold. I'm in You're the man. Have a good one. No, 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 no. Alex, Christ. Alex, Alex, hey, stay with us. Stay with us. It was yes, about sir. the Astros. It's about okay. Alex Bregman? Listen, listen. Sh- Sean and I relate. Uh, spe- specifically me. Do, do, is my show... Is, I got it. In- I remembered. I remembered. You got it. There we go. Give it to us. Hit okay, us. So basically, the gist of it is this. Uh, if you look at Bregman's numbers, he starts off the season really slow, but at the end of the season, if you look at those numbers, those are damn good numbers, honestly. Like, you, you wouldn't be disappointed if you saw any player that had those numbers. And alarmingly, uh, kind of Jose Abreu was kind of close to that as well. Like, his hurt, his, you know, he didn't do great, and then Somehow he ends up with these numbers that are like hmm, acceptable. These are passing grades. And I started thinking, if Bregman spread those numbers out over the season rather than kind of like uh, accumulating them all towards the end of the season or the second half, 
or later in the season, rather, is that better or is that worse? Are you if if you guys going to get ninety hit or a uh, uh, ninety RBI? Is it better for him to get? 45 and 45, or is it better to get, you know, 90 all at I, once? Like, what's, what's more detrimental? What's better? I, it, it's an interesting question. I think that it's better for him to do it all at the end. I, I, I think spreading it out, I mean, is what you would like. But if he's spreading it out, you're assuming he's just going to have better numbers as a whole. I would much rather Bregman struggle at the beginning of the year and to finish the year strong, or Jose Abreu struggle at the beginning of the year and finish the year strong because – Really what matters in Houston is what you do in the postseason. And both of those two guys delivered in the playoffs. It was not Alex Bregman, Jose Altuve, Jose Abreu, or Jordan Alvarez's fault that the Astros' season came to an an end early. Those four bats delivered. The rest, Kyle Tucker, one of them, did not. And that's where it gets a little tricky, too, with Tucker's younger. And if you have to make a pick between Tucker and Bregman, who are you picking? Because Bregman is a little bit older. But Bregman's playing a corner infield position. I think he's a very good defender. I think he's a very good hitter. He's clearly a big voice in this clubhouse where Kyle Tucker has had brief moments of the postseason where he's played well. He had the catch. He had the home run against the Phillies. But he's also, from a hitting perspective, specifically this last postseason, had really rough stretches. And I I suppose... The real question is, do you believe in this idea of clutch? Because if you believe in the idea of clutch, you're keeping Bregman over Tucker. But if you're looking at youth and keeping this thing going as long as possible, you're probably thinking if you got to pick between those two, you're giving it to Tucker. It's very tricky decisions for Jim Crane to make. My hope is that him saying, while I'm here, the window will never close, means he is going to extend everybody. And he is going to find some sort of money that he maybe doesn't even have. To pay these guys. And you know what? That's the key to life. Borrow as much money as you possibly can. I'm not speaking for a credit card company or anything like that here. Just just spend. Live life. It's going to suck later anyway. Just deal with the bills and the interest later. And for all we know, the world's going to be over in 2029 due to non-human intelligence or uh, Skynet or something like that. So there you go. There you go. So, Jim Crane, that's my advice for you. Uh, We are both moguls, moguls of media. That's me. Moguls of uh, baseball and industry. That's you. And I hope you listen to me because I I think I can offer you some some tidbits, some food for thought. Live by Radio Row in the non-handicapped stall in Las Vegas. Paul Galat Show, ESPN 97.5-92.5. Everyone's favorite segment, Soft Boys, is next. My God, 49ers. The excuse wagon has already begun. And a Houston area high school, um, you are suspended. I'll tell you why. Stick around. ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Planet Unicorn, hey. Planet Unicorn, Unicorn Planet. From a bathroom stall on Radio Row in Las Vegas, it's Paul Galan. For some reason, I, I don't like the champagne going on in my eye. So I kind of like hide in the corner. And Berlander found me there. He brought everybody, gave me the champagne. I was like, okay, I'm going to the other corner. So I was like, 
I was celebrating, but from the outside, I like to look. I like to look. Jose Altuve, celebration voyeur, doesn't like champagne. Interesting. Very interesting. Is John Boy going to do a video on that one, too? Put some BS conspiracy out there? Huh. Jose Altuve is going to be a Houston Astro through 2029. You want to talk about that? 713-780-3776 to call in, to text in. The mayor of Houston has proclaimed February 7th, 2-7, as Jose Altuve Day. How about stumbling in to that? And I got to say, if you're the... Is is John Whitmire already the mayor? I don't know how it works. I think he's the mayor. So uh, this is a tremendous political dub for John Whitmire. I mean, he just stumbled in to the Astros extending Jose Altuve on February 6th. And he gets to say, you know what? February 7th, Jose Altuve Day. What a political victory. Boom. How do you like that? <laughs> I first, love it. First thing I do in office, apparently. I don't know. John, I, assume, I am saluting you. <laughs> I assume it's the first thing he's done in office. Boom. Jose Altuve Day. Question. Because I've seen this from all of the uh, Astros reporters that are at the um, they're at the press conference where they announced not only that it's Jose Altuve Day, but also the signing. Yes. They said that, or it's it was 50-50 split, it seemed like, between that February 7th was Jose Altuve Day or uh, February 7th, 2024 is Jose Altuve Day. And let me just say, it has to be the first one. It has to. Because Going it has, forward. It has to be every year. What? Right. 100%. Because if it's just today, like... No. Today, today, that's BS. And I, I think it's definitely going to be every year okay. going forward. This is this is easy. This is one of those numbers where you can actually do this. Yeah. Just like with March 4th, 34, for Hakeem Olajuwon and for Nolan Ryan and for Earl Campbell. I have just put in a reminder to my phone, so I remember that because I will probably forget. This is definitely one of those things where 2-7, what? Like, yeah. We would not have known that it was 2-7 until afterwards. I said, damn it! I should have had this! I should have known this! So, But February 7th, going forward, it's... Okay, so Jose Altuve next day. year, it will also, in 2026, and for the rest of Jose Altuve's life, which is five years, because mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> that's the contract that <laughs> right. he signed. He signed, he signed, he signed a lifetime life. contract that's five years that's long. That's true. Uh, listen. I just wish nothing but the best for Jose Altuve in the next five years. I hope he lives life to the fullest for the next five years that he has, mm-hmm. uh, as reported by the Houston Astros. Uh, a texter asks if it's cool for Jose Altuve to have Jose Altuve Day during Black History Month. I will leave that to the black delegation. That is no, not for you know me. What? No, I think we should weigh in on this one. You, we should weigh I th- in. I think. I, think <laughs> I don't want to start a race war. If anyone, if anyone's qualified to talk about it, about a Venezuelan <laughs> man having a day during Black History Month, it's you, Paul Gallant, and me, Sean May. I, I, well, as I've said many times, I don't see color. I don't. So, I thought so Jose Altuve was black all these years. <laughs> You know what's a really, really bad moment for me? This is how I little know. I was paying attention I to know. the Houston Astros. Careful. So so back in 
2015, I went to a game with a girl who worked for the Astros, and uh, she was nice. We, 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 we had a nice couple of months together, and I remember going to this game and seeing Hank Conger come up to the plate. And I'm sorry, Hank Conger does not sound like an Asian name. And I was like, wait a second, he's Asian to her? And she thought I was saying it sarcastically, and I wasn't. But I just didn't ever let on. I didn't let on. <laughs> it's proof that I don't see color, but maybe no, I hear color. That was proof you didn't watch the Astros. That's what just, that was proof of. And and that I hear color, but I don't I don't see color. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So anyway, guys, it's time for soft boys because we gotta talk about a local high school and we gotta talk about the San Francisco 49ers. Soft boys, soft boys, in a tough sitch, Ime Udoka thinks you're a bitch. Shout out to Ime Udoka and that one time where he got in LeBron James' face and called him a soft-ass boy for all the bitching he was doing about NBA referees. Also, shout out to Udoka and the Rockets for their performance against the Pacers, which we'll talk about a little bit later. Madison High School in Houston. If you are a student that attends that school, you are soft. So, Madison High School put in an effect to curb fighting on campus a cell phone ban. Because of this, dozens of students at Madison High School, two days in a row, walked out of school. These little bastards. These little bastards, you can't handle a day in school without a cell phone. You are the epitome of soft. I mean, we had computers growing up. Anyone listening, if you're really older, you you lived a life where there was no technology, where you just had to sit with your thoughts over and over and over again. I started going to school in a world with cell phones, but I had a flip phone. For my entire time in high school and in college. I didn't get an iPhone until I think like 2013 or something like that. It was the day that Ozzy Gian swore at me. I'm not even kidding. This is one of those things where I can't help but look at you and say you're doing this to yourself. This is why no one respects you as a generation. You can't handle not having a cell phone all day. Leaving it in your locker trying to learn and you're staging a walkout like like it's the civil rights movement right you're walking out of class what about and uh listen if your child goes there i'm sorry i'm, I'm lumping them all together no, what a bunch soft. of little bastards you're probably soft too as a parent yeah definitely soft as a parent you better suspend them from cell phone privileges at home yeah yeah what are you gonna do walk out of your home yeah good <laughs> well, luck good luck some, getting a job some kids do that yeah but come I right. feel like that's mostly that's mostly in you'll TV you'll shows. be back. That's mostly in TV shows. Let's be honest. Yeah, that 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 or is also something true. actual horrible has happened at, at the home. But normally the government steps in. Normally. They they always fix it. Soft boys continues. Sean, the San Francisco 49ers are quite literally soft because they are not pleased with the field that they are practicing at, at UNLV, that's the NFC champion practice for Super Bowl week, the firmness of the natural grass is too soft. And the 49ers are soft because they're whining about it. Hey, a real NFL team plays on any surface? 
turf, grass, pallet grass. And AstroTurf. You, right. Maybe you suffer injuries due to said field. You still play on it. You still play on it. And I got to say, too, of all the fields, like the, the 49ers, who have at times had the worst natural grass field in the NFL, look it up online. There are many moments where Levi Stadium's grass has been called into question. These guys are calling out another stadium and and, and it's and it's football playing field. Get the hell out of here. First, I at least respect it because they didn't do it after the fact like the Eagles. After That's true. That's there, true. There's no sod father to blame here. But they did whine after losing to the Eagles last year yes. to what you're saying. Yeah, but, every, you know, everyone everyone in the NFC whines apparently after if they we had Brock Purdy, if we had Lee R.V. Oswald, we would have killed Hitler. Like, like that. that's the, the same kind of logic here. Oh, if only he was in 1930s Germany, we could have could have taken him out in a convertible. Hmm. The convert, yeah, convertibles existed back then. Yeah, they did definitely. Would have been one of your favorite uh, what German engineered cars. Not my favorite. One of your favorites. Oh, don't don't say my favorite. One of your favorites. I mean, I drive a Volkswagen. What can I say? Cancel me all you want. Uh, Meta Soft. Meta is nervous about Mark Zuckerberg's MMA hobby. In the recent letter to investors, they wrote, Mr. Zuckerberg and certain other members of management participate in various high-risk activities, such as combat sports, extreme sports, and recreational aviation, which carry the risk of serious injury and death. If Mr. Zuckerberg were to become unavailable for any reason, there could be a material adverse impact on our operations. Imagine people talking about your life like that where they're like we don't want them to die because there'd be a material impact on how mu- basically how much money we can make basically our stock price would go down if if uh i don't know joe mazula or whoever uh Mark zuckerberg is doing mma with holds holds the arm bar too long well not that arm bar holds a triangle choke too long then Udo. You know, no more third house in the Hamptons for, for me, meta. <laughs> Random meta, meta investor. Chairman. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I like that. But it, come on, that, that's that's part of the game with meta. Like you, your fearless leader is an MMA champion. And, well, not champion. He hasn't won it. Well, Elon Musk, ACL. Elon Musk has, has backed out of, of that fight, though. Oh, my back. <laughs> Soft. Also, Elon Musk. Saw. They should they should just have like actual cha- like in Game of Thrones or you know trial by combat. Yeah, where Pedro Pascal steps in for the Ooh, little guy Tyrion. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that went well for, for well, the mountain. It went well for the mountain. Yes, it went yeah. well for the mountain. Yeah. Uh, a texter from the four hundred nine. The Raiders should be on this list. Soft ass boys for letting the Chiefs practice at their facility. I thought they hated each other. I believe they are strong armed into doing that. But I agree. Like at least like mess with the air conditioning or like. Leave a, leave a, leave a, you know, uh, leave a turd. Yeah. <laughs> just leave a chocolate dragon in the, in the toilet and just let it ferment a little bit, you know? Just like, what's that smell? I don't know. Like, put, a, the, put a fish in the, uh, yeah. In the top part. In you the know, vents. The yeah. Yeah. Or, or do like the O'Doyles did to, to, to Billy Madison. You just put a bunch of goat turds in, in a locker. O'Doyle rules. Uh, one last soft boy before we wrap things up. Did you see? Matt Barnes get mad at a high school announcer for looking at him. So a high school announcer. I'm guessing at a basketball game. Witnessed 
at a youth basketball game where Matt Barnes' kid was playing. <laughs> Barnes yelling at a referee, calling him a, a the P word. I believe the B word as well. Wait, Barnes is calling the kid. No. No, the kid was calling Matt Barnes? No, that would have been even better. <laughs> Barnes was calling the referee oh, okay. a B <laughs> okay. and a P. This broadcaster, who's sitting probably five feet from him, just looks at Barnes. And Barnes allegedly walked over, gripped his shoulder, and said, what do you think you're looking at? The student reporter said, you're screaming, you're a term for a female private part, to the refs mid-game while I'm trying to announce. Don't touch me. Per the broadcaster, Barnes' response, I'll slap the bleep out of you. <laughs> Barnes later tweeted that he was only talking to the ref during the game. Well, yeah, that's why the kid was staring yeah, at you. That's yeah. why everyone there was staring at you. Not that kid that decided to say some slick bleep. <laughs> Matt Barnes seems well-adjusted. I hope that I, I, this is very rare that I say this. I hope that kid goes to Syracuse and has a I do has, too. has a like legendary broadcast. I hope that kid's the next Joe Buck is what I'm saying. Well, hope, what about the next Paul Gallant? Mike Tirico. Just because Bob Costas. I'm live. I'll, I'll settle for Bob Costas. Just because, Sean, we, not not me, we are live by Radio Row from a non-handicapped stall in Las Vegas. It's no reason to imply that my career has not gone According to plan. Noah Eagle. That'd be sick. That was Noah Eagle. You're trying to rub it in now. You're trying to rub it in. That's nepotism. I just like pulling himself up by his bootstrap. You know what? I like a a kid who pulls himself up by getting in confrontations with random people. That's what what I do. That's what uh, Jake Lancer does. Shout out to him. Paul Galancho, ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Jose Altuve has a new contract. The Rockets had a noble loss last night that has that should have you excited about the future. All that's on the table on the most interactive sports talk show in Houston. First, let me tell you about my friends at mybookie.ag. I do not, for the life of me, understand, even with Mike Lombardi joining us earlier, how the line for the big game is still 49ers by two. I don't get it. You would think that the line would have moved a little bit and then readjusted itself. Nope. 49ers are two-point favorites on the Kansas City Chiefs in Super Bowl 58. Despite the Chiefs having the better quarterback, despite the Chiefs probably having the better defense right now, despite the Chiefs actually being able to run the football this year and the 49ers run defense having some issues, despite... Brock Purdy, almost turning the football over a lot. We talk about him as a game manager. I mean, there's a lot of similarities between he and Jimmy Garoppolo from a throws unnecessary passes from time to time while trying to make something big happen. And the Chiefs are underdogs to this team for the fourth time in their last five playoff games, of which they've won all. What are we doing? What are we doing? Don't bet against Patrick Mahomes. MyBookie.ag, promo code BET975. You can get an awesome deposit bonus. You can refer a friend, get even more of a bonus. You can play casino games. You can play blackjack. You can bet on college basketball, the NBA. It's MyBookie.ag, promo code BET975. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere, only with MyBookie.ag. ESPN 97.5 and 92.5, the only sports radio on FM in Houston. 
to the Paul Gallant Show, coming to you live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. I, I literally love Justin Berlander, you know, the way he goes out there made me feel like I have to go out there and play the same way he's doing it, you know. Well, I literally love Jose Altuve, and the Astros do too, because they just signed him for life, slash until he's 39 years old. They gave him a five-year, $125 million extension that takes effect after this season. The final year of his current contract is done. And now you got to wonder, okay, what's next for the Astros? They're going to give Alex Bregman a new deal. They're going to give Kyle Tucker a new deal. We did also hear from Jim Crane yesterday through Mark Berman, formerly of Fox 26, this, quote, while I'm here, the window will never close. If that's the case, who's next? Who should be next? So you can weigh in on that if you want. This Altuve deal is a deal that perhaps is a tad sentimental, but it's something you needed to do. You don't want Altuve to walk after this coming season and one struggle is last year, but it's on another team. It's awkward. It's like Hakeem Olajuwon in a Raptors jersey. It's like Andre Johnson in a Titans jersey. Or go on to another team and be good. Altuve's got to stay here for life. This is one of the greatest athletes in Houston sports history. It's really just two. It's him and Hakeem Olajuwon. You can't have this guy anywhere else. You just can't. Wouldn't be right. So I'm glad that the Astros did right by him. Speaking of the word right, I know that the Houston Rockets lost last night. But they lost the right way. It's time for another episode of a little thing that we like to call Rockets Watch. Rockets Watch! Don't ever underestimate the heart of a champion. We are riders on a mission, action, kids in fun condition, prepared to count up rocket power. I was very curious how the Rockets would look against an Indiana Pacers team that just traded for Pascal Siakam looking to put a push towards the top of the Eastern Conference by the end of the year. I was very curious how they'd look because Fred Van Vliet got injured. He's got an adductor issue that he's dealing with. How long he's going to be out, I don't know. But now the Rockets are without two of their best players, Tari Eason and Fred Van Vliet, for the foreseeable future. So this meant that Amon Thompson got his first start. And I'm not 100% sure what his position is right now. He is listed as a forward in the box score. But whatever he was doing last night, I would say he was just all over the court. And I loved what we saw out of him, especially at the end. He had 13 points, 13 rebounds, and six assists. And, okay, the statistics aren't the big deal here. If you watched Thompson last night, diving for loose balls, doing all the little things, never giving up, these are all of the things that you love to see out of a young player. 
and especially for a team that's coached by Ime Udoka. And it's a one-game thing. I don't want to make too much of it, but even though the Rockets lost last night, I, I walk away from that game feeling very encouraged about some of their young players. Another big game for Jalen Green as well, who was awesome. Down the stretch, he had 30 points. He was 12-21, of 21, 3 of 5 from outside. He led the team in plus-minus with a plus-12. It was a good night for the Rockets last night. And, I mean, some of these young players, I, with Jalen Green, it's always going to be a, a, a game-by-game basis, but the last couple of weeks for Jalen Green have been good, for the most part. And now, more playing time for Amin Thompson. If, if this is what it's going to be like, throwing him right into the uh, fire after, obviously, missing so much time at the start of the year, in addition to Cam Whitmore, too. Oh, man. They are a fun watch, even if maybe a playoff appearance, even as a 10 or a, a 9 seed in the play-in tournament, is perhaps a little unrealistic. Yeah, I, th- I think it's still realistic that they can make it, but it, I, I'd say it's more unlikely, especially with unlikely. Yeah, Van Vliet. Pro- he's going to be out until the All-Star break, so I think that's four games total that he's going to miss. The All-Star least. break is coming at a good time, but yeah. if, if you look up at Google like for, for adductor oh, yeah. injuries— it'll be more than that. Right, it, it probably is going to be more than I think I think they just announced he'll be out. Like, they're just next four games out, and then we'll reassess or something. But, uh, yeah, I do—I I mean— Amon Thompson, we've seen it in flashes when he gets out there with the bench, uh, off the bench. But seeing him start, and yeah, what you said is so right. He's just like, like a make stuff happen guy. He just is all over the place. He, he's he can handle the ball. He can play off the ball on defense. He really can kind of. I mean, he can guard not everyone, but most most of everyone he can, right. he can at least like hold his own against. And so it was good to see. And, and it's nice that you're going to be able to see like a full kind of runway for him to, to show us what he's got. Exactly. Uh, he's going to get more playing time. Chris from Sam Houston is saying he was supposed to be the future facilitator and ball handler, not another big wing. I mean, he did have six assists last night. And, and keep this in mind. Yeah. You, you got to compare to last year when you're talking about this team. Last year, if Fred Van Vliet was on the team and they went down, they would have had Deshaun Nix at the point, which was an effing disaster. Ty Ty Washington would have gotten some minutes. Right, Sean. It's a bunch of guys who you watch and you're like, man, this offense does not have much organization. And you can kind of see why Jalen Green always felt the need to just take over when he's out there. Or Kevin Porter Jr., the same thing. So this year, this is the first game where where you're, you're looking at them and you're like, okay, they're not going to have Fred Van Vliet for potentially a while. I, I don't know what they're going to do. They're playing a playoff caliber team in the Pacers. And they go out last night, and while they looked like ass in the third quarter, uh, the rest of the game, you could argue they outplayed the Pacers. Yeah. Especially down the stretch. I, I, I thought they showed a lot of heart fighting back into that game because it looked like it was over a couple of times, and they just missed a bunch of shots in the last minute, and ultimately that Tyrese Halliburton bank shot, plus getting in Dylan Brooks' face afterwards. <laughs> that's, yeah. a, that's a crappy way to go. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it is. But this is like, this is what, this is what, in, like, developing, being a de- developmental team, a young team, looks like in the NBA. Is yeah. It is stuff like this. It, you know, it sucks that... The chances of with Fred getting hurt, the chances of them actually making the play and go down, but they already have more wins than they had last year, yeah. which is the best of the last three years. So this isn't some like last year when well, at least the young guys are getting chance, and but it's only young guys, and like you said with Deshaun Nick, like half these young guys are 
terrible and right. not playing the NBA again. Right. That these these guys are guys like uh, uh, Amin Thompson, guys like Cam Whitmore. When Tari Eason gets healthy, it'll be Tari Eason. So you're at least seeing guys that you can uh, project forward for being on this team. As far as Amin Thompson being the facilitator uh, going forward, I, I think that is the plan. But this was the first game where he was being asked to yeah. do some version and, of and, that. And frankly, getting getting a chance to see Jalen Green have a little bit have his you know hands on the steering wheel a little bit more. That's also a big thing, uh, not just for Jalen, but I think for this team figuring out how you're going to get Singoon and Jalen Green on the same page because a lot of people have made a lot of you know hay about. Well, they never seem to have a good game at during the same game, and I think part of that is because before this week, Jalen Green pretty rarely had a good game, so that just limits your opportunities to have a matchup. But yes. I, I think having Jalen Green get again a little bit more run, being a the primary perimeter uh, guy with the ball in his hands, I, th- I think that's nothing but good for this team. Yeah, I I, I feel the same way. And look, there's there's some people that a little are too com- much Aaron Holiday for my life. <laughs> too much Aaron Holiday. It was an Aaron Holiday revenge game. Okay, okay. For the casuals, what does what does Aaron Holiday mean? Uh, he's the what third st- or he should be the third string point guard behind uh, oh. Thompson and oh. Fred. And oh. so when Fred's out, get a lot of a lot of Aaron Holiday, and he's. Uh, overstretched, we, overstretched for what he, he. I mean, to compare him to the guys on last year's team, he's better than those guys. Yeah, it's just uh, you know you're asking a lot from him. Jeff Green too. You're asking a lot. Uh, Jeff Green, you're asking at the a end lot. of the game. You're asking, asking a lot. That that to me is he's what they guy. need to address at the trade deadline. I don't think they should like go crazy. I mean, obviously they're not trying to make a win now push. Um, I do think that getting someone who can basically. Someone that can play the minutes that Jeff Green is currently playing so that Jeff Green can play the Jock Lane Dale minutes. That yes, would be nice. Yes. And then, uh, yeah, someone to uh, someone better than Aaron Holiday for that role. NBA trade deadlines uh, tomorrow. Oh, okay. We will uh, continue this conversation on the other side if you want to weigh in on the Rockets. I, I'm surprised with some of the people that are, are being very, uh, for lack of a better term, like uppity when it comes to the Rockets. Like, can, you guys are really demanding. I'm going to read some of those comments, and we got a little garbage time. Plus, if you have any final thoughts on Jose Altuve's extension, bring them to the table on the most interactive sports talk show in Houston. It's the Paul Gallant Show. Stick around. ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. All your base are belong to us. All your base are belong to us. <laughs> Back to the Veritex Community Bank Studios and your favorite 10 to noon sports talk host, Paul Gallant. Give him hell, Paulie. Live by Radio Row from a non-handicap stall. Sean, I need more Jose Altuve in my life because Jose Altuve got paid. He is an Astro for life. Hopefully his life lasts longer than the expiration of his contract in 2029 where he turns 39. The Astros said that they have signed him for life. Again, we, we we hope he lives past until the age twenty twenty nine of thirty nine for right? life until twenty twenty nine. Right, that's a little jarring. Maybe the world's gonna end in twenty twenty nine. Maybe the Astros have some Illuminati connects. But I, I need a little more Jose Altuve in my life. Can you bring? Can you bring me a fresh memory of the Jose Altuve era of Houston Astros baseball? Eight players have hit three homers in a postseason game. Altuve has homered twice. Look out here! Look out now! 
You want to join Babe Ruth on the list? He just did. That is Bob Costas during the 2017 ALDS. Jose Altuve hit three home runs in a game against the Boston Red Sox. A lot of great playoff moments from Jose Altuve, the second most home runs in postseason history. And yeah, he's going to be an Astro for the foreseeable future. Had his introductory press conference today. It was interesting to see that. You also heard from Scott Boris, who was there. Boris had some thoughts on the Alex Bregman uh, looming contract situation, which Dana Brown who promised, essentially, that they would extend Jose Altuve, has also said that's what they're working on. I don't think any discussions have been substantial to this point, but someone asked Boris about that today, and Boris said that while conversations have started, that this contract situation is a lot different than Jose Altuve's, which he is correct in pointing out. But if we're to believe Jim Crane saying that the Astros' window is open as long as I'm here, then there's a chance that they also extend Alex Bregman. A chance. I don't know how big that chance is. I'm surprised by a couple of the people that are being a little bit elitist. Sean, when it comes to the Houston Rockets, we have a couple of comments, not really surprising, no offense, Twitch, from the Twitch, who are saying, one... You're celebrating a moral victory, Paul, for the Rockets? Yeah, yeah, I actually am. And two, another person saying, well, they got so many guys that do what Amon Thompson did. So many guys who can move all over the court, but they need a ball handler. It's, it's the first game, guys. It's the first game that Thompson's starting. It's the first start of his career. I mean, he was on the way to a triple-double, 13-13, and 13, six assists. Not saying that, I'm not saying he's all of a sudden Steve Nash- Michael Bibby or Assist Master 2.0, you know? Because he's bigger and and more athletic than those two, yeah. number one. But number number two, curtail the expectations. Just because Houston is a basketball town, the way the Cougs are doing, but maybe it's a baseball town today because of Altuve getting the extension and it was a football town last week as well. Just because we have high expectations is no reason to turn your nose up at what the Rockets are doing this year. They have exceeded expectations, and Thompson played well last night, and I enjoyed watching it, which is more important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I don't know what, what we're doing here with the with the Rockets. Even even the idea of them having to be like having to be active at the trade deadlines. Like, well, they actually don't. Like, no, not really. <laughs> they don't have to be. If if they want to win games, there's moves they can make. But it's not imperative that they make. Because I, I, I really do think that the Rockets starting, I I saw the best that their win percentage will, has been this season. It was when they were 13-9, whatever that equates to. I, I, it's over 50%. It's though. over 50%. Yeah. I feel like people, though, have just like, frozen in their mind that they are a 13 and 9 team and have are supposed to be that good for this entire year. It's like no, that's that was actually insane that they got off to that good of a start, which by the way they lost the first four exactly. games of the season. Uh we criticized because of how expensive the contracts for Fred Van Vliet and Dylan Brooks were. We we laughed at that this offseason because obviously you're overpaying because you want to have a better product on the court, but same time, like those are your two highest paid players. For God's sake, what are you, what are you expecting? Yeah, the the this was always going to be the the star upside 
or the, the, any time that the Rockets were going to have a star, it was going to be because one of their young guys stepped up. Exactly. It wasn't going to be who they signed. And right now, this season, we, we saw a honestly an all-star caliber season from Alperin Singun. He's not going to be a Western Conference all-star. If he was in the East, he might have been an Eastern Conference all-star. The fact that we're now turning our nose up at the, like we're we're being like yeah the guy who played an overtime elite isn't isn't immediately LeBron James this guy sucks what are we doing insane quickly in garbage time the mayor of Las Vegas was asked about the Oakland A's moving to the site they're saying they want to move to in Las Vegas here is what she had to say not good for the A's we have a very large complex, probably about 60 acres. We probably could cobble together more land so they could possibly have 100 acres. And it's in the historic old part of town, which is where all major interstate highways come together. We have seven access points to it. It is in an opportunity zone. There are all these benefits. And so when they said no, I thought, hmm. This doesn't make sense. And so why is it happening? And then I thought, well, because they really want to stay in Oakland. They want to be on the water. They have that magnificent dream, and yet they can't get it. Would it be a good thing if the A's do, in fact, move to the Tropicana? I personally, I'm not talking about anybody else anywhere else in this community. I personally think they've got to figure out a way to stay in Oakland to make their dream come true. Oh, man. Pretty sure baseball and the A's have acknowledged it's over in Oakland. Imagine if Vegas says, yeah, actually, no, you're not you're not allowed in. I hope that happens. I want the A's to continue to suffer. Not the fans, the ownership group. And on that note, we wrap up the Paul Gallant Show. Congratulations to Jose Altuve on his extension for our texters, tweeters, YouTubers, Twitchers, and Michael Lombardi, plus Sean Mapes. I am merely Paul Gallant. So long. Farewell from a bathroom stall by Radio Row in Las Vegas. We'll be back at it tomorrow. Peace! I was celebrating, but from the outside, I like to know. ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. I'm an idea man, Chuck. What if you mix mayonnaise right in the can with the tuna fish? Hold it. Take live tuna fish and feed them mayonnaise. What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland. For innovators everywhere, visit highland.com.